Parashas Chukas tells us one of the main principles in the Torah we have of Chinuch. We know HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Torah shall need water. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him to go and speak to the rock with the vitamin HaSela and again it will give water. Moshe goes and this is one of Moshe's one mistake the Torah tells us that he hits the rock instead of speaking to it and it did give water. So as far as Klaish were concerned, they got what they wanted. They needed water, they got water. Not only that, it was a direct nice. You can hit rocks as much as you like, no, they don't give you water. But, uh, so, fine. So the fact that there was a nice, there was. The fact that Klaish were water, they did. But, Moshe and Aaron, they were told that they're going to be punished for it, they weren't going to terrorize Israel. Why? Yan le'emantimbi lakhtishani. There was a lack of le'emantimbi. Why? Lakhtishani, they could have caused a kid Hashem. Which they didn't cause. And why didn't they cause a Kedosh Hashem? So Rashi is quoting Chazal, and Rashi says, Because had you spoken to the rock, I would have given water, then Kaish would have made a Kalvachem. Even as this rock, it doesn't understand, and you speak to it, and it gives, listens to Hashem, it gives water, then us, if Hashem speaks to us, you have to listen, so they, they could have made that Kalvachem. And uh, because Moshe didn't speak to the rock, he hit the rock, so he didn't make the Kalvachem. So that was terrible. It, lo- it lost the opportunity to tell Klaish from the lesson. And as a result, Moshe and Aaron are banned from coming to Eretz Yisrael. So I want to ask you three questions, Rabbi Sir. Number one, number one, this was, was this something Klaish didn't know before? That you have to listen to Hashem? That they, they need the rock to give you a Kalvachim that just like rocks uh, listen to Hashem? Well, Kalvachim, we have to listen to Hashem. Kaisrol had any focus about it. But I've listened to Hashem. What was the Kalvachem from Iraq going to add to what they already knew they were meant to be doing? Number two, why was the Midah connected Midah that you can't come into Eretz Yisrael? Hashem doesn't punish randomly. If Hashem is there for you, not going to come into Eretz Yisrael, there must have been some cause and effect, some Midah connected Midah for that. And number three, and this is the bigger question which the Bafashim asked, this wasn't the first time Kaisrol needed water. This wasn't the first time that Hashem told Moshe to go get a rock to get them water. Exactly the same thing happened in Pashas B'Shalach. And there Hashem says, You should hit the rock. So there was already a time before and that they needed water, and there was already a time before and that the water was going to come from a rock. And that time Hashem told Moshe to hit the rock. And Moshe hit the rock, and that's what he was meant to do. So what changed? Why the last time didn't Hashem want this Kalvachim to happen? Why does didn't the Kodesh Baruch want them to didn't want much to speak to the rock, and then they learn this lesson from speaking to the rock? Why is there Kilo that time the right thing to do was to hit the rock, and now this time it's changed? Maishna. So, like I said, it's a well-known Parshat Torah, and the questions are well known too. But uh, rather than talking about it as a topic in the Torah and the Parsha. I want to talk about the topic as a topic of Chinuch. Because there's a, there's a lesson here. There's a lesson what Klai Yisrael were meant to learn. And what by hitting the rock instead of talking to the rock, so Klai Yisrael didn't learn that lesson. This is an important point. And that is, when you want somebody to do something, and let's talk about the context of Chinuch, a parent wants his children to do something. Now, 
just because a parent says, can you please do an errand, can you please tidy your room, can you please do your homework, whatever it is that a parent wants a child to do, well, is a child going to do it? So, let's explore together what ways there are that will make a child do what I want them to do if they don't actually want to do it. I want them to do something they didn't want to do that. So, what options are there of how can I get children to do what I want them to do? Well, like I said, if, if they really, they wouldn't want to do it. But I want them to do it. So now how am I going to get them to listen to me and do what I want them to do, even if it's not what they wanted to do? So what options are there? There, let's mention four. There could be more than that, but I want to talk about four. The first one is, there's a threat of punishment. I'm telling you there's something, if you don't do it, I'm going to punish you. Okay, so then in a sense, uh, I'm forced to do it, but I don't want to be punished. So that's one option. That's one option. It's maybe the easiest option because parents are bigger and stronger and have all the money. And therefore it's easy for them to threaten punishment. And then they can say, if you don't do it, I'm not going to, either I'm going to punish you or I'm going to take away something from you or I'm not going to give you something. And uh, that's okay. So the child feels defeated. I don't have a choice. I'm going to have to do it. The, that's one way to get someone to do something. Second way to do, get someone to do something is to promise reward. I don't want to threaten you with punishment, but listen, again, being as a, I have the ability to give rewards, so listen to me because it's good eye for you. Uh, if you do it, I'll give you a candy, or I'll give you money, or I'll give you something, a privilege, whatever it's going to be. Good eye to listen because you get rewarded for it. What we call, what the Ramam calls really, let's say the children's level of Shar Oynish. Oynish is you're going to get punished, Shar is you're going to get something for it. And then uh, the child in both decisions, in both situations, will make a decision that it's, the, actually, it's worth my while to listen. Why? Either because it's worth my while to listen because I don't want to get punished, or it's worth my while to listen because I want to get the reward. Now, I call both of those things, which the Torah talks about as being, which the Torah talks about both of them as being. A, a, an element of Ava and Yira, an element of punishing and rewarding. Both of those things I would call the Beriyavet Schar Voynish. Why I call it Beriyavet? Both these two options are Beriyavet. Why I call it Beriyavet? Because if you ask the child, would he set the situation up like that? That if you don't clap your room, you're going to get punished. Or if I do do something, you're going to get rewarded. No, he wouldn't. You set it up like that, and now he's forced to go with the way you set it up. So if you made, if you made the system that if you don't do something, I'll punish you. Okay, so now if those are the facts, I'm going to have to do it. Would I want to do it that way? Definitely not. I wouldn't have wanted to get punished for not doing something. I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to get punished. But once you've made the situation, Kiro, in such a situation, with that, those are the terms and conditions, now I don't have a choice. You've told me that if I don't do it, I'm going to get punished. Now, in the circumstance you've created, I'm going to have to do it. Would that be my ideal option? Not at all. My ideal option would be, I don't do it and I don't get punished. But you're not asking me what I want. You're telling me what you want, and now I have to listen. The same the other way around. If you're offering me something as a reward for doing whatever you want me to do, is that my ideal option? Also not. If you ask the child what he would want, he'd want the reward without having to do it. But you're making the terms and conditions. So now, the way you set it up, so I'm going to have to do it because I want the reward. But it wouldn't be my lechatkhila. It's my bidiyavid. In other words, if, well, if I want the reward, oh, and you'd ask me, would you rather have the reward... Uh, for doing it, or you rather reward without doing it? He's going to tell you, of course, and just give me the reward straight. I don't want to do it. But because you're making it conditional, am I doing something? I don't have a choice. So I'll have to do it. 
So I might get compliance that way, but it's always Bidi Evit. Both ways around. Bidi Evit, I don't want to get punished, so I'll listen to you, because you, otherwise you're going to punish me. Bidi Evit, I want the reward, so you're making me do this to get the reward, so I'll do it. So it's one way of getting what I want, maybe, but it's a way which, Mitzad, as far as the child's concerned, is Bidi Evit. And why is that enough committed to us? Because it's a short-term benefit, but Lemaisa, it's not a good chinuch. Because if the child could get the same thing without doing it, then of course he's going to do it that way. So if I'm offering him uh, money or candy or whatever else I'm going to offer him for, the, for, this, for listening to me, and now he has no other way of getting it, he'll do it, he'll listen to me because he wants to get what he wants to get. But when he gets older and he has another way of getting it, great, now I don't need you anymore. I'll get it without it. And I'm definitely not going to do it because I need to. I can get the same more without it. So what have I gained? I've gained that now that he has to listen to me, he'll listen to me. But as soon as he doesn't have to, he won't because he doesn't, the terms and conditions for him will be of it. If he doesn't, if he isn't bound by it anymore, great. And uh, in, to some extent, to some extent, if parents are going to make the way that they present Torah to their children and Torah the same thing, it's going to have the same effect. Which means, as much as a, a, make, a, a, a parent makes, keeping the mitzvahs, as if you do it, then you'll get, you need something, and therefore you'll get it if you do the mitzvahs. Then when a child thinks, maybe wrongly, but if a child thinks, well, guess what, I can get that without doing mitzvahs. I'm old enough to make my own money, or I can get things on my own. So I don't have to do the mitzvah together. I can get it without that. Again, it's wrong, let's say, but if that's the way the child thinks, that's what's going to happen. So we're going to call those the two Bidiyavid options. So what's the Lachatkhila option? What are the better ways to do something? The one, the, so the, again, there's two. The first one is that there's a benefit in what you're doing for itself, not for something else I'm going to give you. And we said this earlier in the Chilafalim, I'm repeating the insight again. And that is, if, me, if I as a parent am connecting one thing to something else, but there's a real, really no connection. If you clean up your toys, I'll give you an ice cream. Well, clean up your toys, I don't need to do with ice cream. So then I'm just making the situation, I'm setting up the terms, and he can't help it because I'm the one to make decisions right now. So he'll have to do it. So in the case, again, he's doing it because he has no other way to get the ice cream. And if he does, he won't. By Mashiach, if I set it up in such a way that there's a benefit in what you're doing for what you're doing, not because I'm making terms and conditions. So if I tell my children, it's Kadai to brush your teeth, not because I'm offering you something for it, but because if you want to be healthy, it's a Kadai thing to do. It's Kadai to not, not to eat too, too much uh, unhealthy food. It's Kadai not to do things which are going to make you sick. Not because I'm offering you a reward. That itself is the reward. And if my child can understand that it's not me that I set up the situation, and I'm making it totally one or the other way, I tell you, listen, if I, if I, it's not, I don't let you play with, uh, with, uh, with, hot, uh, with the hot water. Why? Because you're going to get burnt. So what, you're punishing me? You're threatening me? It's not the threats. <laughs> that's the Matthias. And then if that's the case, the child that preaches for himself not to do it, or he has to do it, not because, because it's not totally me making up the situation. That's the fact. That's the fact. And then as an adult, he won't do it either. Not because I'm the parent who's going to threaten him with the punishment or offer him the reward, because the punishment and the reward comes on its own. So if I warn my children as little kids, don't play with matches, you're going to get burnt. Then they'll learn not to do it even if they're older, because they still don't want to get burnt. It's not that I set up the situation, that that's the way the world is. And similarly, if I say, it's good to be healthy, so you don't want to get sick. So it's not to do with I'm rewarding you, it's a Matthias. And therefore, even if they're older, if I've, they've learned that lesson, They'll still, do be, they'll still act, look after themselves because they still don't want to get there. That's what's only for the stuff that where they have something to lose. For example, if they're playing with some food, they'll get burnt. Like, if I don't want them to play with my food, 
what happened? Like they'll break it. You don't care about breaking it, or like don't play with my phone because you'll break it. So, so what? Um, I'm not saying that the parents can never use the first two methods. But, uh, like I said, the benefit is right now. You're not going to break my phone. That could be. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what's the better chinuch is those times where we saw two options. Number one is it's that it's the, the reason to do so, not to do it, is itself. It's not for something else. It has its own benefits. So then use the So then if I have that option, I will use the chachil option. And the same thing applies for Atsim to an older child when it comes to Torah mitzvahs. And that is, it's not because I'm going to give you a reward for doing the right thing, it's because it's the right thing. It's because it's the right thing. It's that itself is the reward. Uh, like the, and Moshe says it's close in the Torah. He says, "What stock it here? I know that Nishma last is called the mitzvah Hashem elakeno. That itself is the that itself is the right thing. It's not because we're doing it to get something else. And what can we do? Hashem set it up like that. And Hashem set it up that we won't get rain if we don't do the mitzvahs. No, you get to a stage beyond that. It's be'etzim good for us. It's doing the right thing." And therefore we, do, we, we want to do it because we know it's the right thing to do, not because you've linked it to something which you have another way of getting. That's the of, of the Lechatchila way to do something. We may want to do this question for later, but like, like let's say for example, um, um, like, like, not my son, but a kid is taking a long time to clean up at night and, and he, he needs to get to sleep at a certain time. So... You could, you, could, you could do a simple thing and tell them that, listen, we have to get this thing in 15 minutes, and once the timer goes up, we're not going to have time to read. Um, by the end of the day, he realizes um, that, you know, you could, you, you could set the timer for another minute. and say it's up to you. So that's the first example. That's the first level. And maybe for, again, like in this example, maybe for little children, that's what you have to do. But for an older child, you have to rationalize with them and say, listen, it's not for me. If you don't go to sleep, you're not going to feel good tomorrow. You're going to be tired. You're not going to have a good day. So that's good day for you. You know, this, the going to sleep on time becomes its own benefit. It doesn't. It's not based on something else that I'm artificially making the benefit. So, in, in this situation, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi would say not even. No, you just said maturity, and maybe the little kids aren't holding by that. But the, the goal of chinuch is meant to be to get them off stage one onto onto a better stage. And they're not only doing things because I'm rewarding and punishing. They're doing things because they got to the stage where they understand that on their own that it's a worthwhile thing to do. That's the one option. The other option of the lechat is. Not because the thing I'm doing is Kadai for me in its own right, but the relationship is Kadai for me. The, re- the relationship is Kadai for me. And that's also a life lesson. That I'm willing to do things not because I get a personal benefit from what I'm doing, but it's good because I want a relationship with the other person. And therefore I'm willing to listen to them. I'm willing to do what they want. And what's the benefit? The relationship. And therefore I'll do things for a friend. I'll do things for a family member. I'll do things for my husband or wife one day. What am I gaining out of it? I'm gaining the relationship. That's also a good day. It's not a threat or a punishment. You know, if you don't do this, you're not making supper tonight. This is going back to the childish level of uh, you making me do so because you're forcing me with a consequence. No, I, I value the relationship, but I want to do it because I want to improve the relationship. And then again, that becomes an end in its own right. That becomes an end in its own right. It's not an artificial thing that you've created. The Matthias is that, uh, that, that the way to build a relationship with somebody is you're willing to do for them. You want, you want them to do for you too. And therefore, in an ideal parent-child relationship, either the child does what the parent wants him to do because he understands that this is good for me, not because you're offering me an outside reward. The thing itself is kadai for me to do. In other words, if I tell him to do things which are good for his health, I don't do things which are good for his Yiddish guy, whatever it's going to be, I understand this is good for me. The thing itself, that's one option. Or the other option is, at least it's good for the relationship. And I want to have a good relationship with my parents, and therefore it's good, it's, it's, I want to do this because it's the way to invest in the relationship.
That's what you call lechatchila options. Again, for little children, the Rambam already says you have to offer the real reward and punishment because they aren't old enough to uh, relate to something more than that. But uh, right, but uh, the idea is we don't want to keep our kids with that. They get older, and before they get to the stage where they're independent enough not to need our rewards and punishment, we want to shift them onto the second options, which means that they do things because it's good because it's good. And it's Kadai because it's Kadai in its own right. Or at least it's Kadai because it's a, it's a, the relationship is worthwhile and that's how I'm going to do it. And then when they are able to do things on their own and my threatens, threats and punishments aren't going to uh, speak to them anymore or the rewards that I offer them aren't going to speak to them anymore, at least they're no longer in that track. Agav, it's a little mistake people make. Because if only, the only reason people are doing things is because they're scared you're going to punish them and when they get to the age they're too old for you to punish them, then why, then what's, what's left? So why, why should they do it anymore? I don't, I'm not scared of you anymore. I'm too big. And it's the other way around. If the, all the reason they listen to you is because you had the money and therefore you could give them what they wanted, now they're old enough to make their own money and they don't need you anymore, so then why should I listen? And then that's, that, that's an, an attitude which encourages rebellion. It encourages rebellion because I'm no longer bound by you to punish and reward, so I don't need you anymore. And therefore, and part of Chinuch is when the child's at the stage where they're able to understand, I'm not doing this for me, I'm doing it for you. The, the one thing you to do is what's healthy for you, it's Kadai for you. The dad itself is the reason you should do it. And I understand that, then w- there is no reason to rebel. Just like, for example, most kids who go off the derech don't stop brushing their teeth. My mother and my father better, I'm not brushing my teeth again. But then, then that they understand enough, it's Kadai for me, it's not for you, it's for me. So if a person gets Yiddishkeit into that, it's not for me, it's for you. It's the right thing for you to do, you're going to gain from it. So then, what's it, you're rebelling against yourself, what are you doing? They're not punishing me. Or, if they understand the value of the relationship. So even if I don't see exactly how this is helping me personally in my life, but I value the relationship enough, that it's good for me to invest in a good relationship. Whether it's with my parents, whether it's with my spouse, whether it's with, whether it's with Hashem. Whatever it's going to be, it's worth it for me. And therefore, again, is that, who are you going to rebel against yourself? It's just shooting myself in the foot. It's just self-injurious. Now, that's the Yisrael Nechinuch. It's an important stage. You, can't, you have to start at stage one because kids at that age are too young to understand more than that. But you have to move to stage two. And just because my kid's still six and seven and eight and still listening to me because I'm threatening him, thinking everything is good. No, no, everything is good. You're making a mistake because as soon as he's 12, 13, 14, then the threats stop working. And that, it has to be at middle stage for us move to the second stage. How do you train from the first one? Like saying that that will please me a lot if you do it? Yeah. So I'm really regretful to you. It means a lot to me that you, that you, that you do what I ask you to, whatever it's going to be. And uh, now, why does it not get to the Torah? Why does it not get to the Torah? And the answer is, Klai Yisrael also went through this process. You must remember something. Klai Yisrael came out of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim worked with stage one. Mitzrayim worked with slaves. And the idea of a slave is, you just know you get punished. There's, no, there's nothing more than that. I don't have to explain it to you, and I don't have to ask you, and I don't have to justify anything to you. And I, I make the rules, and if you don't listen, you're going to get beaten up. And that's exactly what happened to Mitzrayim. Pyro makes rules, you don't listen, we'll beat you up, finished. It's very simple. So you know, you're, you're going to get your own straw. Why are you going to get your straw? Because I said so. And if you don't, we'll beat you. As simple as that. Or we'll break you into the wall. So you're working with the mentality of a slave, is a mentality of you do what you're told, you get punished. That's where, we, that's where Clay Israel came out of Mitzrayim. And now, if that's the case, when they need water, so what's the way Hashem tells Mitzrayim water? Hit the rock, it'll give you water. Hit the rock, it'll give you water. That, that's the mentality Klai Yisrael at that stage related to. 
You want something? You, you, know, you, have, you have the power. You make it happen. And if that's okay, what was the message Kaisal was meant to learn from the first time that Moshe hit the rock? The message Kaisal was meant to learn was you have to listen to Hashem. If you don't, you get punished. So the rock's also going to listen to Hashem or he's going to get punished. Figuratively. As we said, then if you're going to listen, then you're not going to get the machlos of Mitzrayim. And if not, then you will. So it's very, very clearly, That's what Klaish were holding when they came out of Mitzrayim. That's what Hashem is showing them. But now they've been in the Midbar for 40 years. And they hopefully have grown in those 40 years. And now Hashem says to Moshe, they need water. Go to the rock. But there's nothing to gain by hitting the rock. We want to get them to a, a more mature approach. We don't want to get them to the same approach of, you want something, I'll hit you. Also, you're, going to, you're not going to get until, if you don't listen, I'll hit you again. Over here, we want something different. We want to teach a lesson, and that is, you listen because there's a value to listening. Talk to the rock. Teach a halacha by the rock, and it'll give order. And what are guys are going to learn from that? And that is, what makes the motivating factor to get something to do something doesn't have to be to hit it. It doesn't have to be to use force or to threaten punishment. There's a value to speaking. And why should the rock listen? Did you offer anything? Did you threaten it with anything? No, it's a rock. What can you threaten it? What can you offer it already? That's the Kalva There's a value to listening for the point of listening, not because it's coming with a threat or a punishment. And then if Moshe had spoken to the rock, and the rock will give water. says, what? Well, you see, that you don't have to come with the, with, with the carrot and the stick. You don't have to come with the threat and the punishment. You can talk to people more mature and say, Rabbi it's Kadai for you. It's Kadai for you. Or even better, Hashem is telling you, you should, it's an opportunity to relate to Him. You can, even the rock will give water for that. That would be a lesson to Klai Yisrael too. It would be a lesson to Klai Yisrael that we can up our reason of listening to Hashem. And so often happens in Yeshivas, and yes, in Kodilim also. If you're going to get into the child mahalach, and that is, that's it. You know, I'm the Rosh Kodil, so I have the money. So you come one time, you'll get double. You come late, you get zero. I'm going back to treating you like a child, which means punishment, reward. Punishment, reward. And because I'm the, I have the money, so I, I'm in a position to inflict punishment and reward. And normally when people are older, it doesn't really work because you're making the system, and anybody ever, you're making me stuck with your system. So either I really need the money, I have no choice, or I'm going to rebel. And what works better is the more mature approach. So Listen, you came to Kodil to learn. You want to come out of Lechachami. You came here for a reason. So, who, who are you fighting against by not learning? Yourself. Who are you, what are you gaining by not doing what you're meant to do? It's, it's partial that you're in your best interest. This was for you. And if a person's more mature and they understand that, then it works better. It works better than coming to threaten and punish because then it's not that I'm making up the system, it's for you. It's Kadai for you to do it. This is what you came for, this is what you wanted to achieve. So it's in your best interest. And that was a message that Klaishul meant to learn from the rock. Speaking to the rock. We're not coming to punish, we're not coming to reward. That's Kadai for you. Hashem is telling you to do something, it's Kadai for you to listen without the threat of punishment. reward. That would have been the Kiddush Hashem. And the lesson that Klaishul were now ready to learn. Maybe it took them 40 years. They're now ready to see that. Now, that's, that's the, that we call the lesson, so to speak, that they were meant to learn Dafka from the difference. Not hitting the rock this time. This time we came to talk to the rock. And Moshe lost that opportunity. Because what did Moshe gain? He hit the rock, the rock is water. So what are you teaching Klai Yisrael? You just need to get hit. And other habits says, Why? Because the first time they didn't give water. The second time. 
So you're just reinforcing the wrong lesson. And that is, you didn't listen once, I'll hit you again. So Hashem says to Moshe, you, you lost the opportunity to, show, to raise Klai Yisrael to level 2, what we call, to a high level of listening. And what is the, what is the Medak and Negat Medak of that? In the Chen, you're not going to bring Klai Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael. Why? Why? Why would that be the punishment? Why was that the Medak and Negat Medak? And the answer is, and this is important to your side, and that is because what the, the, besides for the negative effect that it had on how Klaishra would look at or why the reason to do mitzvahs there's a second point also they look at Moshe as the, as the one to administer the punishment you're the one who has the stick you're the one who hits the rock and you're the one who whatever nice needed to be done punish the mitzvah split the sea help bring them on Moshe is the Moshe is the, the one who can do things you can bring the nisim you can bring the punishments you can bring the reward so Hashem says to Moshe, if you make reinforcing the message that reward and punishment, then the problem is, Klaus will look to you as the one who's bringing the reward and punishment. Like that's what Moshe is doing in the Midbar. He's been bringing the man, he brought the, after Miriam, he brought the man, he brought the bear, he brought the man, he covered after Aaron died. Whatever there's the goyim to fight, whatever nice needs to be done. So then, they're looking at you as the one who's doing that. So then, if that's where Klaus is still holding by, reward and punishment, then the only option is to take Moshe out of the picture. You're not going to bring them to Eretz Yisrael. What it was meant to be is the Klaishal of mature to the point that that's not the reason we're keeping Torah Mitzvah anymore. We've gotten to a high level. We've gotten to a high level. That's what Moshe tells them in Dvarim. In Shemosh it tells them, you listen to Hashem, you'll, you'll be healthy, and if not, he'll give you all the Makas of Mitzrayim. And Dvarim is the Pasuk I mentioned before. It's the right thing for us to do. Not because you're going to get punished, it's the right thing for us to do to listen to Hashem's Mitzvah. So Hashem says to Moshe, if that's the case, my only other option is to take you away. Because the, the, being as people looked at Moshe, he's the one who's bringing the reward and punishment. So then if you're not there, then maybe they'll go back to a mahalach of not thinking that you know, we're gonna, we have someone here who can reward and punish us for everything we do. So that was the Midrach and Nekadimidah, where Moshe wasn't Zeichah to bring him to Eretz Yisrael. But, and Hog of was meant to be, that it was meant to be that immediate reward and punishment. It was meant to be that in the midbar was like it maybe. And again, it was meant to be the other, but that's no longer the motivation. That like every day we said the wrong thing, we look up, we're not going to get one tomorrow. No, it's still, it's, it, it, it works in a different sense. It works as more of a country. In the physical sense that there's rain and things grow. And there won't be that immediate reward and punishment. But that's not the reason we have serving Hashem anymore. Other we should get to the stage where we're serving Hashem because it's the stock, it's the right thing to do. Or it's because we value the relationship. And if that's the case, then we have to learn that lesson. It's a lesson in the for ourselves, it's a lesson for our children too. And that is we graduate from the point of we're doing things because we don't want to be punished, or we're going to be rewarded, to doing things because it's the right thing to do, or alternatively, it's a way to create a relationship with Hashem.